0: and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. Together we own a business, we are married at home, and uh, we're here to share tips and stories and just what happens to us being married business owners. How was your week, Allison?
1: It was good. It was a fairly normal week, but big excitement. Our oldest turns nine this weekend, and we've been trying to get him a kayak since June. We've ordered a few, and they keep getting the orders keep getting canceled because they're out of stock
0: everybody seems to be trying to get outdoor activity equipment this year
1: can't get bikes you can't get kayaks um so after the last one got canceled order got canceled your mom ordered one directly from the manufacturer and i ordered one from amazon and we were kind of we were going to get no kayaks or we were going to get two so um it was a race to see whose kayak was coming first and they were both delivered yesterday. It looks like they were delivered out of the same place at the same time. Only my kayak cost $50 more. <laughs> so,
0: but they came. We but finally, they came. We got, we got them to show up. So, so it was nice.
1: It was originally supposed to be for our older son's birthday present. So, you know, they both got a birthday present. We took them down to the lake to test them out today. Yeah,
0: that's nice. That's fun. I'm yeah. glad that they uh, I'm glad that they uh, have got kayaks. It's nice that, you know, we get to do those kind of outdoor activities with them this year.
1: You just have to keep persevering. We just kept trying. We were the little the little orderers that could.
0: <laughs> definitely. Definitely.
1: So Craig, I was thinking about this and, you know, in terms of some things that have happened at work and communication that we talk about at home a lot. Do you feel like how you say something is as important as what you say?
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. I think actually and sometimes it's probably more important how you say something than uh, than what you say. I'll give you an example. The other day I'm at a client's house and uh, I'm in their driveway uh, taking some pictures, meeting uh, a, a couple of photographers to get some out- outside pictures of their house. And the landscaper from our client pulls up and he pulls up in his truck and uh, and drives around and stops and looks at me. And I look at him and I'm like, am I in your way? And he's like, yeah, can you move? And so I don't think he was intentionally trying to be rude or mean, but that's definitely how it came off in the way that he said it. Instead of saying, yeah, if you don't mind, if you could move down the driveway a little bit, that'd be helpful or
1: something along those lines. And instead he was, it came across abrasive and you're like, what a joke.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. I was like, well, what did I do to upset this guy? You know, all he had to do was ask me nicely to move. It wouldn't have been a problem. It wasn't a big deal. So definitely, it's, it's, it's definitely very important how you say something versus what, not to say that what you're saying is not important, but it's important how you say it as well. I'm
1: reading a book right now and they were talking about how 93% of communication is how you say it the tone of your voice your body language and only 7% is communicated through what you actually say when it got me really thinking about we always talk in the office about we are please and thank you you ask can you please do something and you always say thank you we i have some people in my life personally that never say please or thank you and it drives me up a wall just by adding that makes it come across as a nasty demand to sure i'd be able i'd be happy to help you out but at, but telling me to do something in a way like uh, i should just do it drives me nuts well and i see it a lot of times you know
0: i think about it with with kids a lot and you always hear parents say say please say thank you don't forget to say please and thank you and then those are sometimes the same parents that
1: don't say please and thank you and it drives me insane yeah i mean where where did along the lines does it say oh at this magic age you no longer have to be polite right um yeah it's just it boggles my mind so one of the things we've been talking about a lot this week and with this book that I'm reading has really gotten me thinking about how we process information to each other whether you're at work or you're at home or just in your day-to-day life one of the things we also say is and I've been working on this with the kids and the people in our offices don't call me and say call me back because call leave a message call me back is not a message Hi, I'm calling for this is what I'm looking for. That gives me the, the time to get the information together that you need. But it also answers the question why. And one of the things we were talking about this week in the offices when you're communicating with, with people is don't just say, do this or do this because I told you to. What's the why? Kids ask tons of questions. Why? You know, and I think that in the back of our heart, even though we don't continue to ask that question verbally we're always saying well why is it that so and so is asking me to do this why do is my boss asking me to do this yeah
0: i think there's a and there's a lot to unpack there i think that um you know to start kind of where where you started with it is you know this week you, you, when you own a business and i've i've learned this over the almost 20 years we've been doing this when you learn when you own a business sometimes you have to help be the traffic cop, the police officer, the parent, however you want to phrase it. You have to help your employees communicate with each other. And we see it with our kids all the time. We're like, make sure you guys are telling, use your words, you know? Um, And so we had this week in the office, we had a little bit of a communication breakdown between a couple of employees. And instead of at that getting sussed out, it got to a point where it kind of exploded, and we had to have conversations with employees and make plans of action to better ourselves. And I looked; we looked at that situation as we got done with it, and we said, you need to be more clear to one of our employees. You need to be more clear in what you're trying to communicate. And that's where sort of it stemmed from was – I think that when, especially when you're a management level person and you're asking a non-management level person to do something, you need to be clear as to what the goal is of what you're asking them to do, and that was part of where our, what our communication breakdown was with this week with our our employee. So I think that's the first step is being able to talk and let. A person know what the goal is of what you're trying to communicate
1: right nothing is a big secret so if we're communicating together then we can work together and we can if we know what the end goal is we can work backwards from why we're looking to do it something a certain way and that's as simple as saying hey can you go
0: over there and pick up that bottle of soda and bring it back to me because i'm thirsty not saying Hey, could go grab that bottle of soda.
1: Right. Don't forget your please and thank you.
0: And don't forget your please and thank you as well. Absolutely. And then the second part of the conversation that we had with them was more tonal on the conversation about how not only what you are saying is important, but how you are saying that to the other person is important.
1: I think a lot of times we spend we as people spend a lot of time um saying, apologizing and restating what we intended to say. A lot of, I never meant to hurt his feelings. I never meant to come across that way. And we're never taught really in the States how to communicate well with other people. When I feel like one of my biggest regrets in school was one of our professors had really wanted me to sit in on her persuasion class and her interpersonal communications class. And I was like, oh, I don't have time for that. And I really regret that because we in our education system aren't taught how to communicate with people. And that's the only thing you do every day. You may not do anything with money. You may not do anything with math, but you communicate every day in Thousands of ways. And I wish that we all did it a little bit better.
0: And I think that word you just used, persuasion, I think that word is sometimes looked upon as a as a dirty word in communication, as something that is, you know, you're trying to do something that when you persuade somebody, you're trying to do something that is um, off-putting or that is... You're trying to make somebody do something that they wouldn't want to do. And that's far from the truth of what that word means.
1: Yeah, it's not manipulative. Yeah, definitely. The
0: manipulative. That's a great word.
1: Those are two different those are two different things. You know, persuasion is just to try and influence and shift someone's way of thinking. It doesn't mean that you're trying to manipulate them and lie to them to do something.
0: I have a degree in communication studies uh, for my bachelor's degree, um, and it was. it's real interesting to have gone through that and see the things that I've learned about being able to communicate with people and talking with people and how many people haven't gained those skills and didn't gain those skills. And you and I have always said that, like, everybody who goes to college should have to take a COM 101 class or a Basics of Communication class.
1: Well, and I know that where we went to school, everyone had to take Inter to Communications. And I feel like I'm still... Pulling from those lessons. And I wish that we had had to have had more of those because whether you're a business major or a math major or a theater major, you need those skills and there should be more requirements and not less because we probably have a lot better society. And no matter what
0: you do as a business owner, no matter if you own a construction company or a brewery or a company that makes fishing lines, you know, you, all of it is about communication, how you communicate with your employees, how you communicate with your vendors, how you communicate with your clients and to better understand clear and concise ways to do that and to better understand things like tone to things like content and persuasion is super important. And I'm sure that we'll talk more in more episodes in the future about communication. It's, it's, and, and on top of not only in the business world, Alison, but also in a marriage, communication is important.
1: Yeah, Brene Brown and Dave Ramsey both always like to say to be unclear is to be unkind. Um, so when we're working with our spouse or our partner, how are ways that you feel like we work to try and be as clear as possible with each other?
0: Well, I think that you and I came into this relationship having previously worked in a in a work setting with each other. And we've always been people who want to be very clear about what we're communicating. So I think that was very advantageous for us when we got together in a relationship personally because we were able to communicate to each other clearly, but... With that said, and we just talked about it not even a few hours ago, there were parts of our relationship where we didn't communicate clearly and we didn't set expectations clearly and it left both of us in a confusing place very early on in our relationship, both of us in a, in a confusing place. I mean,
1: when you said, I love you and I didn't hear you, so I said, what? And you said nothing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that that is, that is one. When you moved back to the New England area and I was still in uh, the Mid-Atlantic area and we made no plans and didn't communicate what we thought we wanted to, how close we wanted to be to each other is another one.
1: Yeah. So when we got together, I was a senior in college and you had already graduated. And so I knew I was moving back to the Boston area. We had said, well, we'll date for now. I'm leaving. Well, so we never had a plan and graduation came and we never talked about what our plan was.
0: It was super awkward. It was
1: super awkward. So my parents were like, so who's this guy? You're not dating him but you are dating him and I left and we didn't have a plan when I got to the hotel that night on the way home we talked and we said oh that's when we had that discussion and we never should have been on the phone yes
0: it should have never been on the phone and we were we it, it forced our hand we had to have that discussion at that point because we were too afraid both of us were too afraid to confront the other person with that discussion in the interim before then But so that's an example of why you need to have that, you know, that discussion? You need to have those important conversations um, with each other and not be afraid of them. So it's it's interesting how communication as a whole, persuasion, everything from tone to content is is important in all aspects of your life.
1: When there's something that's bothering you or something that needs to be addressed, why do we wait till? Why do people wait until it blows up? And there's an emotional explosion. Um, I, mean, I think one is, and
0: the, the probably the biggest thing is,
1: people don't like
0: conflict. And they don't like going into situations that they are unsure of or don't know the outcome of. So it's it's basically stems from that.
1: What do you think the best way to avoid that is?
0: Well, I like our conversation we had this week with uh, our employee, which is nip it in the bud. Get to the problem early. When it starts to be a problem, get to the, have that conversation early on and don't wait until it builds up and it builds up and it builds up. And now it's a mountain instead of a little molehill.
1: Right. So one of the things that happened today, and I think that you and I have had this both with each other in our personal relationship, but I was also very aware of it while we were talking this week is, um, sometimes you need to let the person vent and not escalate it. Um, tell, I, several times wanted to say calm down it's fine but using words like that can escalate somebody who's already emotionally volatile when we chose just to kind of let him say his piece listen be there um and let him kind of tire himself out right and get it getting all of his emotions out that he had let build up for so long and i think that sometimes you need to do that with your spouse, too, and not get not get defensive, not get angry, but let them emotionally let out what's been bothering them till they get to a place where you everyone can talk rationally about what the next step should be.
0: Well, and I think a lot of people forget that when it's at its peak, when somebody is emotionally exploding, be it in a marriage or be it in a work environment or whatever it might be, that is the time where it's when people say it's not personal it's not personal that is the time where they've just let it boil so much that they just have to explode and just vomit all of those words out to get them off of their chest and i think that when people stop and think rationally and and it's not necessarily putting a filter back on it but putting rational rationalizing what they're saying and starting to hear the other person is when it starts to balance itself out and the real conversation can happen. And it does you no good as an employer or as a spouse to fight back in that moment and push back and say, no, it's this way, or you need to calm down or whatever it might be. It, it does you no good to, to push back in that moment. Let that person say their piece. Let it all sit for a second First thing, I'm not you. You you were very good about this. Sometimes better than me. First thing you always want to give them is affirmation. You want to let them know, I hear what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from. Something along those lines. I
1: worked really hard on that this week. I'm in the. I'm reading a book called Verbal Judo right now, and so that helped because it helped me prepare and reinforce those things with myself. Um, Yeah, I wanted to make sure that he knew that he was being heard because I think part of his frustration with the whole situation was that he didn't know that if we were going to listen to him and validate his feelings. And that was like the first thing I wanted to do was like, I hear you. Let's see what we can do. And once everybody is on a calm, footing, then we can kind of talk about next steps. All right, how do we keep this from happening again? How What what do we need to talk about next time to stop it from escalating? Um, and what can you do to control the situation? It's funny, we you and I, um, when we did our quarterly meeting a couple of months ago, we sat down with our full focus planners and we were filling out our ideal week. This was before we had the shutdowns for COVID. And you filled in your ideal week and then you stopped and I'm writing 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 and in it was like 5 minutes ago and you said what are you doing and I said I'm writing in all the things that I have to do and so I turned my book around you turned your book around and you had estimate from home on mon- on Wednesdays and I had for my morning things my like get the kids up get them dressed get breakfast made and I had never expressed to you how Aggravated I get in the morning when you get up, take care of yourself, get coffee, and sit down. Well, I'm running around. And I think that putting it out on paper helped you see all of the things that I was doing that you could and should be helping with to alleviate my stress starting in the morning.
0: Well, and I think that's sometimes the the other part of this, and maybe more so in a relationship, but also in a work, a work setting is that. People get into routines and they get into the same thing every single day. And it upsets them that the other person is making that the other person's not making dinner and you're making dinner every night or the other person's never helps with the laundry and you're doing the laundry all the time. And it and it upsets them. And you need to get out of the routine sometimes or step back and look at it and go, okay, I'm upset at Craig for never folding his laundry or never putting his clothes away, but I don't verbalize that to him. So I can't be mad at him if I don't tell him that I'm mad at him. And
1: I struggle with the fact that sometimes I feel like you're asked to do so much that I can't ask you to do anything else, even if it's not fair to me with the things I am doing. And and I think that feeling is
0: probably mutual. And I think in a lot of relationships, that feeling becomes mutual because if it's a, a husband and wife situation where one person is always taking care, care of the house and the other person's working all the time, you f- you don't ask the other person to do something else because you feel like that. I think it's it just goes back to the core of you need to be able to take a step back and communicate that and not let it be something that you're angry about. You have to say, hey, this has really been weighing on me and then let it let it out.
1: So if you're someone who is thinking about how they're communicating with other people and how they are perceived by other people and you want to make sure that you're doing a good job communicating, what do you think the next step is after listening to today's show?
0: So I do a lot of sales. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm an in-home salesperson, so I'm in a lot of people's homes and Very early on when I got into doing in-home sales, and I wanted to make sure that I was presenting myself and saying the right things, I recorded my sales calls. I turned my phone on and hit record, or I had a little recorder that I kept in my pocket. And then I went back and listened to them. And I always went back and listened to see, what was I saying? Why did I say that there? Next time, I should say this differently. And so for me, as an in-home salesperson, when I'm trying to communicate to my clients, a message about our business i it, it has become over the past You know, 15 years, very not very scripted, but there are parts of it that are scripted that I know that this is what I'm going to say. This is how I need to communicate. So that's one way that I've in the past done it is I've definitely taken that time to listen back to myself. The other thing is before you have that conversation with somebody, before you go on that sales call in somebody's house or have that conversation with your wife about something that's bothering you, or have that conversation with your employer or employee about something, make notes. Write down notes. Take a few minutes, get a scratch piece of paper, and put your thoughts down. Because when you get into the moment, you're going to forget something. And so it's good to have notes written down.
1: Yeah, that's what I did this week when I was kind of going through the verbal judo book and preparation for our sit down. I kind of made notes of like, OK, don't say calm down, reiterate the why, explain, you know, if you can do X, we can do Y. If we can get this done, then we'll be able to do something else so that I had those kind of triggers to remind myself as we're going through good ways to communicate so that we're being clear.
0: I think something else to also remember, especially if it's in a crucial conversation or or, you know, where it's something like we had to deal with this week where somebody's tension, where tensions were really high, is to always remember what I like to call the good, bad, good sandwich. Start off with something good. Then you say, here's what you need to work on. Like, you're great at doing X, Y, and Z, this is the part of your communication you need to work on. I know you can do it. And that's that good, bad, good sandwich.
1: Yeah. And I also came prepared with some resources that, okay, if you can do this, I'll get you some resources to help support you.
0: So what, Allison, can people do also from this point? What other resources might they have to help them better work at communication?
1: Well, I definitely think if anybody's interested, they should check out the book Verbal Judo by George Thompson. Um, there's some videos on, on YouTube as well. They're a little older, but they kind of give you the gist of the book. I'm really enjoying it. I've got a little bit left to it. Um, the book Crucial Conversations is always good. It's got some good strategies and takeaways. And practice the why. I, It takes practice to do anything by rote. So if you're asking somebody to do something, just practice including the why you want them to do it. And the easiest thing to start to do to change the tone of the way a message comes across is say please and thank you. That's all you need to do. Please and thank you. Well, folks... Thanks
0: for listening this week. We really appreciate you checking out the show. Don't forget, you can find us online on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, at BizMarried. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Married with a Business. And remember, we not only want you to work on your business, but also on your relationship, because we're married with a business. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. We'll see you next time.